for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. All right, what's going on, everybody? Another episode of the Season 22. Today is actually going to be recapping the northern michigan deer camp so this one might be a little longer than 15 minutes uh, i'm gonna try to cram in four days into what happened basically with my sits and just like in camp in general um but yeah let's uh get into that but i guess first i want to say this episode of the season is brought to you by latitude outdoors if you guys want to uh, get into some mobile gear and try out a new saddle try out uh latitude tree saddles I do have a code for them. It is the fall podcast, all one word, uh, no caps, and uh, go check that out. Use that code to save some money. I believe it's 25% off. Accessories, classic two saddle kits. Uh, yeah, go use that. Go check them out at latitudeoutdoors.com. So let's get into it. So um, here it is. Let me get my uh, facts straight here a little bit. Uh I'm just kind of shooting from the hip on this one, but um, yeah, it was a good trip. So we went up, uh, and I say we, David Riley and I <clears throat> went up there together to meet everybody. We drove up on the morning of the 6th, October 6th, and uh, David and I, we were going to hunt as like a pair, basically. We we're just going to do all the scouting together and then hunt together and you know try to try to be more efficient that way with the little bit of time we had. David had to actually go home on Saturday. His daughter had homecoming, so he wanted to be back for that. So what we did is we rolled into camp first thing in the morning. I mean, we left early. I think he left at 5 a.m. I think I left at 5.30 or so to get up, you know, where we needed to go. We wanted to be rolling into camp like right after crack of day. As we rolled into camp, uh, the Latitude guys, Jake, Alex, Kevin, Derek, Joey, and Corey were all coming out of camp. They're going to get some breakfast. So they they got in a day before us, but we camped right next to them. And then, you know, Kevin Vistas in the Deer Hunter podcast. And then his group, like his group, his brother, his his buddies, Dan and Fault, Josh, all those guys, they camped in like uh near us, but it was in like a kind of a separate field. So David and I basically set up camp and um then we hit the woods. We knew it was going to rain all day Thursday. It was going to start while we were scouting, so we wanted to get as much scouting as we could. And uh, I don't know. We walked a lot, man. We did. And, you know, we were looking for train features. We were going to look for any, you know, recent buck sign. But we were also looking for food, and we didn't find a lot of it. I mean, we did find some secluded apple trees that uh, we we had 
didn't end up hunting, but um, we were looking for oaks and all that stuff as well. But we, we just really didn't get into any. We we found a lot of elk sign, you know, actually a majority elk sign. But we did find a train feature that was just dynamite. I mean, it was basically a wagon wheel with all these spokes coming into it. And there was like six different ridges meeting uh, on this this top and it was unbelievable spot. I think for a rut spot, wow, it'd be unbelievable. But I did kick some deer out of the bottom, found a buck bed on a secondary ridge overlooking this bottom. I mean, it was beautiful. But we didn't find a lot of buck sign, didn't find a lot of rubs, didn't find any scrapes that day. So we ended up heading back to camp because we got soaked. I mean, we got it rained on us. It was we were wet. We had no way of drying our clothes. So we went back to camp. <clears throat> And uh, we're trying to figure out a game plan, but we were so far from camp that we couldn't really go back to camp and get, you know, dry and get dressed and then go back to where we scouted. So we just decided to dive in somewhere that night and throw a sit at just a random piece of public we've never been in. We hunted a couple hundred yards apart. Him and I, you know, goose egg, didn't see anything. We were both hunting terrain features and it just, it was apparent as the weekend went on is that uh, you needed to be on food. That's plain and simple you needed to be on food and uh, that night Kevin Leach from Latitude shot an, an awesome northern Michigan deer so we got back to camp we all uh, loaded up and went out tracking and it was good it was you know first track job of the year for me anyway and he shot a great buck Corey was over his shoulder filming great footage deer come down with another little buck and and what he was doing is he was hunting a feature that you know he was on the edge of a swamp but he was hunting deer that were going to a uh, cornfield on private corn and, and beans so he was catching these deer as they were getting out of bed and he was deep um and and getting them as they come through and it was picture perfect shot a great buck um nice it was a six point but it didn't it never grew brows i mean if it was an eight point it'd be a whopper i mean it still was a great deer though i would have shot the heck out of it but put a great shot on it. I think the thing maybe ran 50, 60 yards and piled up and uh, did a whole bunch of filming with them. And, and it was great, man. We had a couple drinks afterwards and got the deer back there and just kind of reminisced. And we did indulge in some uh, oat sodas that night. Um, we weren't going to hunt the morning because David and I and a lot of the other guys that we just didn't have anything to go off of in the morning. We just didn't want to dive into an area and without get it getting scouted and, and not having anything to go on. So going into Friday, which would have been the 7th, we get up and we were going to just hang out and then we were going to go scout the rest of the day for that evening. And Alex Chop radioed back and was like, hey man, I wish I shot a great buck. So we're like, all right, let's load up. Let's go help track, you know. So we had to drive about 45 minutes north from where we were to get to him and watch the footage, and uh, it was a smoke shot. I mean, this shot was unbelievable, right behind the shoulder. I mean, perfect, complete pass-through. Like, we all were like, done deal. You know, this is done. Let's go get him. So we went in there. And I'll probably get into this story a little bit more with Alex on a, on another podcast. But Alex, basically the Cliff Notes version of it is the day before he bumped a, a good buck in a clear cut. And he was going back in that next morning to try to catch that deer coming back to bed. And he did. I mean, he was he shot him while he was J-hooking right into his bed. And it was really cool. So 
he shoots this deer and we get on the trail and it's we find blood immediately and it's good blood and the arrow looks great there's some lung blood you know you can see the bubbles in it and we're tracking and tracking and then you know 50 yards turns into 150 yards and we still got blood and 150 yards turns into 250 yards and we still got great blood i mean there was blood you know jake metallic and i were in front a lot for a lot of it i mean we all kind of took turns but um a lot of it was just like walking blood like we we're both like your blood 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 just walking 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 and this deer's going right back to the truck where we parked and this deer ran from where alex parked he ran right behind the vehicle and you know 250 yards turned into 350 yards and then a mile and it was crazy. We kept getting blood and blood and blood. And ultimately, we went two and a half miles with blood with this deer. Uh, never bedded down. Uh, I didn't see the bed, but Jake and I kind of, when we would lose blood, we would like loop out in front to see if we could catch where the deer was like maybe hitting an edge or something and catch blood somewhere. And when we were, we were looping around, those guys said that they found a bed um, didn't say it was like a big depression, like in the grass, but thought it was a bed. Um, we just never found any indication that we we're like, we need to back out on this deer. I mean, we we're almost six hours into this track, took it two and a half miles. So that basically took up our whole Friday, you know, and, and it was to the point where Alex has told David and I, he's like, you guys need to go hunt. And we're like, no way, man. Like we're seeing this thing through. Like I want to get this deer. He, it was a slop. I mean, real good deer. And, uh, we got to the point where none of us had ate all day, you know, we are we've been out there all day. So we we're like, we better go get some supper and then let's call a tracking dog. So we called a tracking dog. The tracker couldn't get there till nine. And we went and got supper, kind of regroup, changed clothes and everything went back out there at nine o'clock and we tracked until, boy, I, I want to say it was tracked till one, two o'clock in the morning and found found another speck of blood, but that was about it, you know, and dog was doing circles and everything. The dog did great, but I just, just think it was, I don't know if we had too much scent in there or whatnot, but the tracker wanted to come back the next day. So Friday was basically shot. We got up Saturday morning and uh, went and got some breakfast. David had to leave. So he jetted out, went and got breakfast. And then my, my goal was to, to go and scout the rest of the day. So um, that's what I did. And John Adams, um, local guy for me as well, and and guys are pretty good friends with him. He was he was with us as well, and him and I went and scouted with Corey, and then the rest of the guys they went and like Jake took, uh, Jake took Joey, and they were gonna go scout and hunt that night, and then Alex and Kevin and uh, Derek was filming them. They were gonna go with the tracker again, and they tracked the rest of the day, and uh, to no no avail didn't find the deer. Um, just tough, tough break. I mean, it was, when you see this footage, uh, in the shot, it was, I mean, a hundred, if you ask a hundred hunters out of a hundred, I'm going to tell you what a hundred guys are going to say that deer's dead within 150 yards. It was crazy. We don't know what happened. Uh, maybe possibly one lung and then possibly liver, but man, it was just, ah, just really weird. And so this is the Saturday, the 8th. I'm going to go home the next day, the uh, the 9th, the morning of the 9th. I wanted to leave early and get home. I had some family obligations and everything. So John and 
um, Corey and I decided to go scout the rest of the day. And, and our thing was, was we were going to shoot a doe. It was our last sit. We were going to shoot a doe or we just want to see deer. So up there, you know, in the northern lower peninsula, the DNR put a lot of food plots, like these rye fields, into secluded areas where where the elk can kind of come in and they can graze and they got places to eat and everything. Well, these deer are, are hammering them just as hard, you know. I mean, in the middle of a big, big cedar thicket or, you know, hardwoods, like you just find these like lush rye fields. So I'm like, well, let's go hunt a rye field. You know, let's go scout a couple. So we drove north, you know, probably... 30 to 40 minutes from where we, where we were and scouted some rye fields. And we, we got a pretty good plan. Like John was going to hunt one side. I was going to hunt the other side and we were just going to tag team it basically. And, and just, you know, see if we could both kill a deer. And, um, so we went back to camp midday and we wanted to get somebody to eat real quick and get dressed. I mean, we were maybe gone an hour and then we headed back out and wouldn't you know it, when we pulled up to our a spot somebody was already there somebody had swooped in and went in there so we're like okay let's go to the next one went to the next one and it just wasn't didn't show what we wanted it to show and we we wanted something quick something easy to get into you know good entry and you know where we could see some deer as well so we ended up finding a pretty secluded spot farther north and got in there and it, it was it was a beautiful night and Corey was filming me John went to another uh, side of the, the food plot. This is a big, long food plot. And he set up on one side where the wind was good for him and also good for me. But Corey and I, we didn't sit right on the food plot. I wanted to get in a transition and there was a, a ridge dumping down like a transition spot, a point coming off in the timber, dumping down into this food plot. And I thought the deer were going to be jump dumping down off of this this point coming in coming into the food plot. I wanted to get them as they're dumping down, and, you know. And it it could have been like a spot where they could have been staging up as well. And I just figured, you know, maybe a buck would stage up here, and then once it got darker, he'd go out into the food plot possibly. So that I was trying to get a little deeper. We weren't far off the field, the inside corner, but. Man, the wind was just doing wicked things that day. It was it was a gusty day. There was like 15, 16 mile an hour winds, and it just would not stay consistent. So, you know, we gambled. It, we just, I didn't want to sit off. I wanted to get aggressive. I wasn't coming back. This is my last sit. Why not gamble a little bit? And that's what we did. I mean, Corey and I set up, found a tree. It took me a little bit to find a tree. We were both like, he probably thought I was a, a weirdo, but I'm going back and forth, back and forth for like 20 minutes, just like, man, I can shoot this here and I can shoot that, but I can't shoot that. Like I was trying to get best of both worlds basically. So we picked one in the middle we got up and we sat there, man. It was like a two and a half hour sit. Ended up seeing two does, nothing close enough. Uh, they were blowing at us because the wind was just doing wicked things. And that was it. That was <laughs> pretty anticlimactic, but that was it. I mean, it was a lot of fun, you know, and I would definitely do it again, but I would for sure go up there and scout beforehand and, you know, not going blind so much, but I don't know. It's just, it was just really tough. I mean, there's so much land up there and I'm not a public land guy. This is my first ever public land hunt. So, you know, I'm used to my private land. I'm not going to lie to you. Used to like knowing where I'm going, how the deer are moving. So like 
this was a, a really big learning experience and I learned a lot, man. When you when you get around camp around other guys that are better hunters than you, you learn a lot. You're talking, you know, after we get back from camp over a bonfire and you're, you know, where should I go here? Or, you know, what should I do here? Well, they think it's better, you know, there's betting here. It's just it's it's beneficial, man. It was very good, even though I mean saw two deer, only hunted twice, but it was a good experience and I would definitely do it again. But I would definitely go in there and maybe use cameras next time and go up and scout, do a day trip to scout and just try to figure out some areas where you're not so much going in blind, uh, stack the odds in your favor, basically. And, and I didn't have time to do that this year with my travel schedule. I literally just with that and work, I, I just didn't have time. So I think that's what I would probably do differently. But, you know, as a camp, we were successful. I mean, Kevin shot one. Alex shot a great one. Kevin Vistason shot a good buck. The I think it would have been that Saturday night, that last night we were there. And then Josh from before the Echo shot a doe as well. So we had a we had a great camp. And uh it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I would definitely do it again. I said it was gonna be over 15 minutes, and it looks like I'm I'm right there. I I thought it was gonna take me a lot longer than that. I'm not really gonna dive into specifics, honestly, as far as like when pressure, all that stuff, just because, I mean, I don't know. It just really wasn't relevant at the time, I guess, but we had good weather. It was cold. And, but I guess if you're a moon guy, the only thing that I think was going against us was the moon. I mean, it was a full moon the whole time we were there leading up to the full moon, the four days leading up to it. So it is what it is. You know, a lot of people saw deer, but if you go up there and see two or three deer sit, that's that's doing pretty darn good. You know, that's that's seeing a lot of deer in my opinion. It's so vast up there, um, but really cool. I, I I recommend other people doing it. Uh, it doesn't even have to be in the the you know northern Michigan. It could be anywhere. Just go do a deer camp. I think the deer camp thing is dying, and it was just fun to be around guys drinking some beers, shooting the shit, having some fun letting your hair down, so to speak, and just, just relaxing. It was, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, I guess that's about it, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. I I know I've gotten a lot of feedback on this new series of the season. Um, thank you very much. I, I greatly appreciate it. I honestly didn't think it would go over as well as it has. And, uh, I've, a lot of people reach out to me saying, man, we're following your progression here and everything. So that's what I want. I want people to see that real time, real-time s stuff and i know this was a couple days it happened a couple days ago but i just there was no service up there i had no way of recording a podcast and putting it up so just kind of doing a recap here but yeah thank you guys very much i'm gonna i'm gonna remind you guys please go to itunes and leave a five-star rating and write a written review in there it is very very helpful do it on spotify as well i don't think you can do reviews on spotify but you can do a five-star rating if you listen on spotify and even if you don't listen on spotify and uh please tell a friend about the podcast if they don't know anything about it spread the word the word uh being spread is very good so thank you guys very much we'll be right here next time on the fall podcast